Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. I am very happy to be joined today with a very fabulous friend. He is a performing artist, a designer, a hairstylist, an entrepreneur. You name it, he does it. Pretty much. (laughs) This is Alexander Stabler. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm really good. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. Welcome to the Hey Girl penthouse. Thank you. I'm really impressed with the whole setup, even my pink mic. Yeah. The Hey Girl swag here on my microphone, too. It's very cool. Oh, well, thank you, honey. Well, you know, I actually... It was funny. Those are fairly new. And I was actually considering putting... I looked online. I couldn't find any glitter covers. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make it even more... Hey, girlish. Of course. You know, um, I was gonna put my own pink glitter on that on that pink foam there, but then yeah. there was a part of me that thought mm, maybe the glitter specks might fall into the actual microphone, and it could. It you could never know. Ca- I don't yes. know. I don't have a sound. I haven't. The, the show hasn't grown enough to have a sound engineer, so um, I'm kind of doing it all myself. So or I ha- its own glitter yet. <laughs> <laughs> but one can dream. One can dream. That that'll One be the day dream. when we when, when I feel like I've made it is that when I have um a glitter department. Yes. At the do. Hey Girl. And podcast. everyone that comes by leaves with some glitter on them and you're like, Hey, were you a Hey Girl? I wasn't Hey Girl, I can tell. I love that. Yes. Oh man, I'm totally yes. taking that okay. idea. You, Trust it's yours. me. Okay, don't worry, you're gonna leave today with some glitter. Don't worry. Fantastic. I'm gonna because <laughs> okay, I have some. <laughs> I know you do. Oh my gosh, I love you. All right, so why don't we just dive right in here? So if you don't mind, uh, I mean, obviously, you and I have been friends for a while, so I I know about I know about you, but yes. I, I I want you to if you could just give us kind of a backstory on you, like give the audience a backstory on you know what brought you to Vegas, um, your first show here, how you know why I obviously you came to Vegas as a performer, mm-hmm. um, and that has grown into other industries. So if you wanted to elaborate a little bit on just what brought you here, sure, um, it's so many things. I feel like in a way, um, I never ever saw myself living in Vegas, and it was not a place. I sought out to pursue. I was, you know, an LA kid. Um, I was a ballet dancer, joined a company right out of high school. And that was sort of the career path I was on. While I was in LA, I started training with some circus performers and started doing some aerial stuff. And I was actually, uh, which was common in Los Angeles, is usually when you're a dancer and you're in between gigs, you're a go-go dancer. And so sure. throughout West Hollywood, you, you dance do, at yeah. all the clubs. And it was interesting too, because it's a different kind of market, you know, for for men to go-go dance, it was very different. Women go-go danced at all the she-she hot clubs. You sure, couldn't touch sure. them and they got paid lots a of lot money. A lot of money, yeah. We got paid nothing. Um, <laughs> and had to show everything. Exactly. No, okay. <laughs> not everything. Not everything. Not everything. Not everything. <laughs> there were some, there were some nights. vulgar. <laughs> they did have some nights where they would have like a midnight strip down and I'd yeah. always hide in the back. <laughs> and the promoter would be like, Alex, come to the stage. And I'm like, no, sorry, I'm what busy. What club was that? That was at Here Bar, if you remember. Oh, I remember here place. in West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Paul Nichols it. was always like, Alex, can you come oh, out for honey. the strip down? And I was like, no. No. But I did treat, I took it very professionally and sure. I t- treated every, even go go dance, as um, an opportunity to be seen. It taught me a lot about performing, also just on how to captivate an audience, how to get people to notice you, and how to kind of command a room. So sure. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Of course. Yeah, I get it. 
And that is actually how I was found by Cirque du Soleil and by Zumanity. I was go-go dancing. I was put in charge. I was lead go-go dancer for uh, Gay Days in Anaheim. Okay. So we were dancing at Downtown Disney. Yeah. And we had an underwear sponsor. <laughs> which, is, which sounds gay anyway. Oh, wait. Already. I'm like, <laughs> Downtown have... Disney it just, sounds, it they... just sounds like it's dripping with glitter and gay. Glitter and gay. Yeah. They don't need to add the gay days. It's just, all, <laughs> it's it's just days. always a gay day at Downtown <laughs> Disney. So we had this underwear sponsor um, and they were extremely tiny, small, and the guys are looking at me and I'm like, I'm not sure how we're going to dance in these. Sure. It's, it's going to be difficult. Sure. So I ran across the street and I grabbed a bottle of vodka. Mind you, we're in our, our early 20s at this ah, point. I love it. And I just said, everyone take a swig, throw it under on, and let's go. Yeah. And so my You theory, made it work. I made it work. Yeah. My theory was the more I moved, the less you saw because okay. these underwear wa- were extremely revealing. They didn't leave much to the imagination. Exactly. They didn't leave anything to the imagination, nothing. honey. Nothing. Oh, God. Wait, what so, brand was it? I don't remember. <laughs> which that was the only thing left not, to the imagination. I know. Exactly. was the brand. I know. <laughs> which and, is and, horrible marketing. And no shout out to this poor little, <laughs> I don't even know what lingerie, men's lingerie line. Sorry about that. Um, so I was tumbling and dancing and contorting and just really kind of living my best life. And I didn't know that... Um, some casting reps for Zumanity were there because they were doing a promotion for the show as well. Um, and they saw me and I heard from them a couple uh, couple weeks later and they asked me to come out to Las Vegas to audition for Zumanity. I love it. They saw me in Anaheim, downtown oh, yeah. Disney. Sorry. Yeah, downtown. <laughs> you know, downtown. It's not even D, Orlando. Honey. It wasn't the even the D. Deep in the, the double D, D. The double D. <laughs> like not even in Orlando. This is not, you know, Epcot. So this is they, Anaheim. They just... How did they, I mean, how did they get, like, I'm going to get real specific. How did they get a hold of you? How did they get your contact information? They, you know what? Looking back, I don't, I don't know. I have an awful memory. She's just memory. so famous, honey. She, just, she was just so famous. People were like, ooh, that's Alexander no, Stabler, honey. Like, they like had to that. look her up on social media. I'm get trying, I, I think there's two events that happened. I had auditioned for, um, for Zumanity. Mm-hmm. And um, not for Zoom I'm sorry. In addition for Cirque du Soleil with my partner, um, Emily. Sure. And we did like the full three-day thing. I don't remember if that audition happened before or after, but I just know that after they saw me in downtown Disney is when they got a hold of me. Sure, sure. Because I didn't even have, uh, I mean, I had an agent. That's another thing too. I had an agent in Los Angeles, but all the jobs that I found were, were on your own. Were on my own. And it's not, I'm not knocking agents. They're super, they're great. They're, and they're necessary. Yeah. But I just was such a go-getter that I was like, hi, I'm Alex. And they're like, oh, do you have representation? I'm like, yes, me. I'm representing myself. Hello. So um, yeah, so they got in touch with me and I came out to Las Vegas and I auditioned for the show um, and it went really well and I actually was funny because I didn't hear from them for I want to say like a month or more and I just okay. kind of let it go and okay. it was a dream you know obviously it's Cirque du Soleil we all sure. know of it and I think a lot of performers dream about working with it working with them um, and they just out of the blue one day they're like we'd love to cast you as an on-call for Zumanity perfect and so originally I was working the night the nightclub scene in Los Angeles. Sure. Again, because I wanted to give more of my dancer friends a safe place to to go go dance, a place sure, and where to you earn could. additional income. Yes, absolutely. And, and so yeah. I became the entertainment director for the Abbey. That's right. Um, and we had the highest paying base rate for males. Wonderful. I hired. This is with Axel Entertainment, your company. Yep. And I um I hired um. Most people that were trained dancers, but it was a place that dancers could go and be seen and perform and have it not be, I mean, I don't want to 
talk about other go but just have it be a, a place where you could perform. Love it. And Perfect. that's what I really wanted to set up. Yeah. So I was originally splitting my time between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. I would do come to Las Vegas for shows, which was Friday through Tuesday. And then after the show on Tuesday, I would, would go back. Go back. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Like for six months, I would drive back and forth. Wow. That, I cut that drive down almost three hours. <laughs> I'm sure. It was insane. <laughs> and then this again, this was because I you know, going back to your original question, I didn't want to live in Las Vegas. It just wasn't, I wanted to be in LA. That's where things happened. And I didn't, and I just kept going back and forth. You kept resisting, but Mm -hmm. Vegas kept pulling you in. It did. And I'm so glad that it did. I'm so grateful. I mean, I think one thing that's amazing about Las Vegas and especially, or was, I mean, again, 2020 is such an unpredictable year and we'll see where entertainment finds itself. But back then it was the one place, you know, I, when I was uh, a dancer for Zumanity and then on to Larev, I was just a professional dancer, Absolutely. you know, and all of my friends, including myself, when I lived in LA, you know, we were dancers and servers and Pilates instructors and you had to do so much you had just to, do to a stay yeah, exactly. alive and Las Vegas, you, you know, you could make a living off of just performing, just which performing, was, which was unique to the city for a long time, but who knows, Very. who knows what it'll be I after this, don't but know what it, it will was, be after this. It, and that's the, I think what brought a lot of us to Vegas because I was similar to you and just in the aspect of I was very resistant to move here when my time <laughs> when my time to come here was <laughs> are we that old now that we're referring to like the past as our time I don't know I, meant, I don't I, know <laughs> no no I, mean, I don't think we're old I just meant like when it was my when it was during the time that I was deciding whether I wanted to live here or not I guess, you're not you know? helping I know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> anyway I just I was resistant to and I felt like my right. first you know I came here to do a show and I remember I felt like I had one foot in and one foot out yeah. the door the, the first year too so i I get it and i think i tell that to a lot of people that come to las vegas i'm like give it a year give it a year or two you'll be surprised and kind of amazed and it was interesting because i would go to later in my career i would go to new york for broadway bears right they would bring an aerialist team from las vegas and we were the only ones who weren't new york based who would perform at broadway bears i remember that yeah you guys are great yeah it was so much fun um and there were a lot, you would meet some New York dancers who would be like, oh, you live in Vegas. Oh, totally. Yeah, they Completely. would. Absolutely. And you'd be like, oh, oh, but I just bought a new house and I have a new car. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you in a studio with like four of your friends? Yes. It's a different, you know, we're very, we're very fortunate here. Right. And it is, and the city itself has changed so much, changed so much in the last 10 years. What do you think that is really quick? I actually kind of want to touch on that because I experienced that as well. I had recently moved, as you know, I'd lived in New York uh, when I was younger when I, uh, as a dancer, but then just a couple, back in 2016, I moved back there for a couple of years. And I experienced that too, like where people, New York, peeps, quote unquote, New Yorkers, um, and I say it with quotes because the, some of the people that had the biggest egos about living, being a New Yorker weren't even authentic New Yorkers. No. no. <laughs> um, that's why I say it with quotes, but our air quotes, it, they they had that. They definitely had that. There was that ego or there was some yeah. sort of some sort of stigma about people yes. who lived in Vegas. In Cause, Vegas. Because it wasn't, and it wasn't, there was a whole different thing for people if they thought, you know, that you lived actually in Hollywood or LA. That was a different group. Of, that was a different look. Yes. You got a different look when you, you said did. that. But when you said Vegas, it was like, I didn't, did I, re- did you hear me right? I said, all I said was Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I and didn't like, say, mm, I didn't say oh. hell. Or yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, I didn't I mean? say, you know, I'm like at the corner of La Siena again. Right. I was like, right. <laughs> I didn't say halfway house. Yeah, or, or, I don't street corner. Like, but they, you know, there was, I, and I didn't get it for a long time. I, I thought it was, I did think it was interesting that they, yeah. there they is, don't respect Las Vegas. And for, I guess, is a, is a, 
They I, don't. I guess I'll just say it that way. They don't. They don't respect it, but it might be out of just being unaware. It might, you know. I think it's a lack of experience. Lack I think, of experience, I think yeah. we all, ca- I mean, we're all so quick to judge just as, you know, people that I think when you hear a place, you know, if somebody says Illinois, you're like, ugh. And it's right. like, well, have you been to Illinois? It's like, no. So <laughs> you don't really get to say. I love Chicago, though. And yes. <laughs> and so I think, um, you know, and sorry for anyone from Illinois, that's just the first state that popped in my head. <laughs> I don't know. I grew up actually in Southeast Asia, so I missed the whole, like, California geography thing. Sure. So pretty much I just know New York, Nevada, California, Oregon, and Arizona. Everything else is kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, I just think people just don't realize, you know, what it's like to to live in Las Vegas and sure. actually be able to have a lifestyle um, and a career that's just focused in the arts. Sure. So yeah. I think we're very fortunate. I hope it comes back. I am scared. I don't know what the future will hold. I think the arts is so resilient that this is going to be sort of like a phoenix from the ashes kind of thing. Sure. Because entertainment, the entertainment industry has crashed and burned, and we really don't know what's going to happen to it. I actually was participating in the um, the event that they did, the We uh, Entertainment Community just bringing uh, awareness to what's happening to this industry that people just don't realize or recognize. So it's been really difficult. Yeah. No, I, I trust me. I get it. Um, there's a lot of unclarity right now, obviously. <clears throat> so, well, okay. So since we're kind of already there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking too, I was like, wow, we really, we went deep all of a sudden. Right. right hold on. We'll, we're, we can circle back to that. For um, sure. So, okay. Just to recap, you, you came here to do obviously Zoomanity, which is an Correct. amazing show. Amazing show. One of my favorite shows. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here. Um, and how long did you do that show? I want, okay. Again, I have a terrible memory. I oh, don't no. know why. I love people that are like, oh, in 1993, I was here. I was like, ooh, I don't know. I believe I was with Zoomanity just a little over two years. Okay. Yeah. And then Larev. Um, for the past eight years. Yeah, the past eight it. years. I joined in 2013. So I we'll love it. So I need you to tell me before we get to the... The, the, <laughs> the nitty gritty? <laughs> yeah, before know. we get to the nitty gritty or the, 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 sad, not, stuff. the sad stuff about, about the show. Tell me about the tell me about the love for that show. I Because I have to tell you, and again, I, I swear I'm not trying to flatter you. Larev no, was flatter away. 100... <laughs> Larev was 100% hands down in any... Anybody who knows me, like any close friend of mine, um, knows that I have said many times, Larev is my hands-on favorite show Thank in you. Las Vegas. So I, of course, um, love it. But I want to know why you love it. So again, I think like you too, I think pretty much anybody that experienced Larev, you just go and you just kind of leave in awe and kind of in shock. Like, what did I just see and why do I feel so... Right, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel so powerful yeah. about, you know about what I just kind of experienced. It was like sure. an experience. And the first time I saw Larev was probably 12 or 15 years ago. Again, totally have no idea the concept of time. <laughs> but I remember... It just, might have been five days ago. It no, could have no. been. It was last week. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just remember being obsessed. I think it was the best word for yeah. it. Because I, I just saw a show and I saw things obsessed that I had never for seen all. before. Yeah. And I think we've all... I mean, being entertainers and being dancers, we've seen a lot of stuff. So sure. it, it takes We're not a lot. easily impressed. No, we're not. Which is great. Yes. The, that is a show that I can honestly say left a lasting impression on people that aren't easily impressed. That's such a cool thing to say. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to need to write that down. We got, and, I, that, oh yeah, honey, it. we can write it down. Okay, Don't worry. Because <laughs> um, I think that's a beautiful thing to say. And I think a lot of the other performers and artists would love to hear something like that. Well, quote me. You can quote me on okay. that. Okay. <laughs> 
I mean, I remember even, you know, I remember when the show opened. I was already living here. You moved here a little bit after me. And I remember, you know, just the excitement of it. And, uh, you know, I saw it, I probably saw it seven or eight times over the course of its run. Granted, I had moved out of, in and out of Las Vegas a couple times, too. So if sure. I had lived here the full time it was running, I'm sure I would have seen it more. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> um, you know, just to see the evolution of it, the growth of it, and the creative growth of it as well. But, you know, even in the beginning, it was just, it was something that we had never seen. And yeah. it was, especially in a city like Las Vegas, that is constantly pushing... Um, not just the creative boundaries, but it's also pus- pushing the actual technical boundaries. Like we are in a city sure. as opposed to maybe, and not obviously not knocking, you know, New York or LA or any, or Chicago or any other major city that has live entertainment. Um, we are just blessed with um, an abundance of space, yes. talent, and technology. I mean, seriously, I mean, <laughs> if you think about the, you know, that's one thing also I've, grown to really love about Las Vegas. You know, a lot of people travel all over the world. They go to LA to experience LA. Right. They go to New York to experience New York. People come to Las Vegas for literally one strip of road. Absolutely. So you have millions of people from all over the world crammed into this, you know, one or two mile strip of street. And it's right. just such a cool mixture of culture and people and everything. And then on that street, you have like 20 plus shows. It's Absolutely. just insane. And some of them are, I mean, have, I mean, Ka has that stage. Yeah. You know, everything has so many unbelievable, technical, incredible elements feats. to it. Well, and that's, that's kind of, that's totally, totally true. And, and I think that's what's fascinating about Las, one of the things um, that's fascinating about Las Vegas as far as uh, Las Vegas entertainment is that we are lucky enough that we live in a city that <laughs> um, when there is a new show coming, there's a theater built for that show. Like, so the, yeah. the show, the stage, the, 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 um, everything, the technical elements, the lighting, the space, the design is everything. Everything is built to meet the needs specific to that show. Whereas opposed to when you go to some of the other cities, um, like New York or Chicago, where there's live entertainment, not, not again, not knocking them. It's just different. They're bringing in show new shows all the time to theaters that were already built. Right. And yes, of course, there's other there's other benefits to that because you have history and culture there um, that you could argue. I'm just saying that we have the ability here and have utilized it to have shows that are visually stunning because the stage and the arenas were built specifically for the needs of that vision. They're custom. Yeah. Custom. Thank They're you. Custom theater. Let me go on that whole thing. I the whole time in my head and I was like, <laughs> she's trying to say custom. I, I think I'll tell her. Yeah, I'm glad you did, but I thought, I mean, I still think I said it pretty well. You did. I think the way that you said it was much more artistic. Um, <laughs> But I, I, <laughs> I agree. We do have something we have. That's amazing that we have that ability. And I think that's why the shows are so phenomenal here, you know, and it's such a, and that's why it's so hard right now. Shows are such a staple of Las Vegas. Of totally. What Las Vegas is. Well, and the two, so, the two industries that I think were hit hardest by the pandemic globally. I mean, obviously we can argue that almost every professional industry has been affected. Correct. I'm not debating that, but I think the two industries, not just in Las Vegas, but everywhere that have been hit the hardest are, entertainment and hospitality we live in a city that thrives almost a hundred percent on hospitality and entertainment entertainment. literally you're so right you're so so right so we're sitting here trying to figure out what's next yeah and everybody is and like i said i hope because i think you know the entertainment community and the hospitality community are very resilient that i think something incredible is going to come it just is really sad where we're at right now you know and i hope that we in a couple years look back and go wow you know that was so hard 
but look what we got from it. You know, it's going to be amazing to see the community evolve. Totally. No, I, I agree with that. I definitely come from the school of thought that, you know, there is definitely a light at the end of this tunnel as well. You know it's really mean? far away right now. It's super it, fake. It is kind of far. <laughs> I mean, yes, I mean, we're not, I'm not going to lie. It, yeah, it doesn't look like... But it's, it's there. It's there. It's, it's there. there. And it is. And I, I don't have the answer, neither do you, but... But I think what's, you know, something that we had talked about before we turned our mics on was... <laughs> In our pre-interview. Our pre-interview, <laughs> um, when we were like, shoot, we actually should be recording this, <laughs> is that... I need to just start recording, you know, because this you happened should just to me a couple times. And maybe just don't tell them. Well, well then well, tell them later. Rude, yeah, you, I mean, is that... I don't know. Well, maybe. I mean, this, this happened to me a couple times where, like, I, I've... Some uh, whoever's come in for the interview, we start talking just casually, and then I realize that we're we should be recording. We should it's totally just be flowing, and I feel like I should just hit record the minute people walk through the door and just go for it. it. Might not be a bad idea. It's just a lot of editing. A little out there. B-roll. Nobody- <laughs> That's true. Editing is uh, is hard. I don't want to edit that much at the no, end. No, I can imagine. So anyway, I think what were you gonna say? We were just we were just saying that <laughs> trying to recreate a moment that yes. we didn't record. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. But we're actors, so we can do that. We can do it. We and can you, totally and do that. And you'll that. never know. You'll never know. Ready? It's natural. Go. So I think <laughs> what's action. really... And action. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. I think what's really amazing is, is that, you know, COVID has forced us to do the things that we wanted or, or always had intentions of doing, but never had the time for. Sure. And I think those things are actually rooted, deep rooted in passion. Absolutely. You know, we have those things on the back burner because it's like, gosh, I really love to do that. When I get more time, I'll do more of that. Sure. And now all we have is time. So now we're being forced in sort of a weird way to do the things we really love or even just really evaluate what we love. Absolutely. And, f- and put our energy because there is things are so kind of up in the air, you know, you feel like you want to put yourself into something that's meaningful. And so I think it's really cool that you're doing this. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> because I think it is something that really suits you. Thank you. And it's so fun to come here and see it so professional and be a part of it and be able to support you in it because it's very cool. Well, thank you. I, that's really that's really kind of you to say. I, I swear that part we didn't talk about before the show. So I, I swear you that wasn't it. that wasn't him, me giving him space to compliment me. I swear. <laughs> he did say before the mics were turned on, can you just make sure you just plug no. me really well on the show? No, he didn't. No, I am really proud well, of you. Thank you. That really means a lot. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, and yes, it has definitely been... Um, that for me as well. It has been, um, you know, uh, something that I wanted to do for a while and and then finally had, was given the blessing of time. But, um, you know, it it is, it it is one of those things and that's, you know, for, I think what's important to remember as well, not to get too um, spiritual or too deep here, but I do think it's important to remember, you know, of course there is a lot of hardships going on with everybody and everybody has a different um, story and a different situation and, and it's potentially been affected in a different way by this. Um, and I think, you know, kind of how we were saying for me, even though we don't have the answer or we, or that light looks really far away at the end of this figurative tunnel is that the only two options we have right now are to either sit back and get mad and frustrated and why is this happening and mad at the world, yada, 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 or believe that, that we will come through it. You know, (laughs) I think the only option is to evolve, Evolve, figure out how to make and adapt, adapt, evolve and adapt. We're going to keep trying to like one up each other on verbiage here. (laughs) Now that you said that, I'm going to be so out of words. No, (laughs) I I love it. So, okay. So, but going back to, well said by the way, and I do agree with you. And, um, it's, it's very, um, 
uplifting to see you in such good spirits because obviously your show was the most recent one, if I'm not mistaken, it was the most recent one to um, deliver the the bad news. I yeah, and I also of, of, of its of its closing due to COVID. I mean, I think we're the first show to actually permanently close in Las Vegas. Everyone okay. closed, you know, but I see what you mean. Yeah, but Cirque okay. is You're, still. They're saying, but Lareb is saying they're definitely never gonna bring it. Lareb is closed. Lareb is wow. Lareb is closed, and I, I think I am in good spirits um, right now because I'm excited to see you. Yes, of course. I think <laughs> a lot of us from the show are still very much hurting, but sure. we're trying to make sense of it and then sure. kind of figure out what to move on it's interesting because i think when it first happened you know a lot of us did get together and kind of talk and it was just all the feelings at once anger sadness sure confusion gratitude yeah you know i mean looking back i mean obviously we're all so i am so grateful and proud that i was able to be a part of that show for so long sure and obviously and understandably devastated that it is now closed um but again, you know, that anger only lasts so long before you realize that... Before it turns into healing. And, yeah, and yeah. the people that, you know, that you met that are still in your lives. You know, we always say, like we were saying, you know, Larev might be done, but the Larev family is forever. I love you know? that. Yeah. I love that. So we just, yeah, so we just all still have each other. And I think we're doing our best just to process the loss and find... Uh, the best next? way to move on. Yeah, that makes great, that makes sense, of course. And it's, again, it's good... It's inspiring to see you in such good spirits, obviously, um, because that is, uh, I am very sorry to hear that, of Thank course. You. And you know, uh, as I've mentioned, I was a huge fan of the show and you were amazing in the show, as Thank I've you. told you many times offline. Thank you. Thank you. You can keep telling me though. I, I Don't worry, I will. I don't get sick of it. I appreciate it. No, it, it was. It was an amazing time in my life. And, you know, we did mention also before too, that when you are a performer, you know, it's, it isn't just a job. You know, it is you put so much of your heart and soul into the character you play or, you know, the apparatus that you work on. Everything that you do, you put so much heart and soul into sure. it. So when something like that ends, it, it is really it is really devastating. I can completely understand and, and empathize with that. I, you know, because as well, you know, I, I know we talked a little bit offline, but um, you're 100 percent right. It's and I think not and I don't mean to say anything negative about anyone in different industries. But I do think that that we are a unique industry or unique breed as performing artists and even as artists in general. As it, to, to your point, it's not work. It is a yeah. part of you, yeah. you know, that that we have that we have brilliantly translated into income yes. and work, you yes. know what I mean? But um giving us some credit there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But um because I just know for myself, when I when I was I was in a little, obviously a different situation. There wasn't a global pandemic going on, but I at one point in my personal performing journey, there came a time that it was very clear to me that it was time to to it was probably time to step away, um and and try to pursue something else. And I remember feeling pretty devastated about that yeah. because it was it was almost like an uh, I don't know if I want to say it this way, but I'll just say it almost like an identity crisis type moment. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of us are. I think a lot of people in the in, in the entertainment industry are feeling that identity crisis because sure. our job is so much a part of who we are. Absolutely. It really is. You it know? wasn't. You know, you didn't punch a clock. You didn't sit at a desk. No, and you didn't. Not. And it, I'm not knocking those careers or, or those those jobs, so to speak. I'm just saying, this wasn't a job. No, 
this was your life. And th- and I think and it was an extension of who you are. For sure. Because I think you put so much because it's it's your character, it's your act, yes. it's your you know, it's all those things. So you put your a piece of your own heart and soul into that for You put your own stank on it. You no. have to. <laughs> you have to. You, you have put to. that glitter on it and you make it yours. Yes, honey, glitter. So yeah. Well so you it is did. Different. You you owned that stage. Thank you. You made it yours. Uh can you tell me any really fun stories about like that like oh my gosh i'm sure you have a million oh a million but you gotta give me some fun tea about backstage at larev oh backstage at larev is just hysterical so i'd probably say the two things i was two of my favorite memories one was that i love scaring people and i really <laughs> had the, and honestly i wasn't the only I one everybody sure. at larev loved to just scare each other so much um and i for some reason had this really perfect knack unintentional of scaring my favorite um well, the synchro girls, you scare them and they scream and it's amazing. <laughs> and the same with Val, one of our ballroom dancers. They were the best to scare because sure. it was so over the top. But I'd always do it when it was really quiet on stage. What did you do? Scare them. No, like, but like what, how? In what way? We had a lot of... There's a there lot were a lot of, of different there's ones. There's a lot of doors at Larev okay. Lare- backstage. Um, so I would always just hide behind or like lay on... Oh, I got you. Right behind a door. And oh, but you mean... Walk I thought through. you meant you would do it on stage, like discreetly, like... No, I would But you meant them. when it was quiet on stage just in the show, but you guys are backstage. So the show okay. on... The show is occurring on stage and it's this like <laughs> Sorry, deep, now I'm starting to get the full picture. moment <laughs> and I'm backstage going... <laughs> and some girls going... <laughs> and... There was a time, a time when they were like, yeah, we heard you like out on stage. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I need to reel that in a little bit. Right, but that right, was a right. really fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Scaring each other on stage. The other was a recent memory or a recent occurrence. Um, it was just last year. Uh, Las Vegas had a rather substantial earthquake. If you remember yes, this. I do remember. Oh my gosh, I remember. So was it? I can't remember the time of day though. Was it during a show? It was during a show. So there was an earthquake, um, and Ashley was playing the dreamer in the show, and I was playing the true love. And she's we so gorgeous. Yeah. The, she's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it was the end of the show where I proposed with the rose, and we mm-hmm. have this beautiful moment. And we finally, you know, come together. Sure. And we're up on this platform, which is raised. I had, I've flown in on a bench, and now we're on <laughs> as this, you do, as I do, as you do, as I do, <laughs> like a um, typical day in the office. Yes, just flying she flies in, on in on a bench with a rose. I do, <laughs> and um, and I land on this platform, and I'm about, you know, we're about thirty feet up on this platform, sure, and it starts soaking wet, wiggling. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's not starts- bad. I should probably just take that. <laughs> Soaking wet. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean that to sound vulgar. I, I just because for people who don't know, La Rev is a water. La show. Rev is a water <laughs> show, so you are always soaking wet, um, always. Which should have been its tagline yes, instead it of been. instead that of La Rev so- under when it says "dreaming with your eyes open," which I loved. It should yes. have said La Rev always soaking. Always wet. soaking wet. I can't even say it. Always laughing. soaking wet. So say, we are, it, say it in your SNL NPR voice. Oh, on my NPR, my SNL. Thank you for tuning in to Hey Girl. Yeah. We're always soaking wet. Soaking wet. At La Rev. How wet? Soaking okay, wet. Okay, we got... <laughs> soaking wet. I love it. Okay. So we're soaking wet. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish your story On now. the top of a platform about 30 feet up, you know, and it starts shaking. Oh, no. And we Which wasn't of, common. It didn't normally. No, do it doesn't that, right? normally shake. It's really not supposed to. We're very high up, and shaking is not a good sign. Um, so we sit down on my magical bench that's flown in. <laughs> Our stage manager uh, at the time 
goes on the God mic, which for those that don't know, a God mic is a microphone that actually speaks to the entire theater and says, please get off the bench. And we're like, oh. Ooh. So we stand up, it starts shaking. And then he says, we're bringing you in. And so at this point... But this is during the show with a live audience? This is live audience during the show. A second earthquake hits and people are now running out oh, no. of the theater like audience members People are, are panicking run- yes and then that just becomes contagious like like quicker than dominoes it's yes. just like everybody everyone was like well because they're looking around and trying to see who's reacting how and what's happening yeah so and you're like i'm not done performing no. well <laughs> i was at this point i was like you were like so i didn't care if there was. was an earthquake we need to get out of here and we <laughs> right. need to get down but my best friend ashley bradder continues on acting she does not break character i love it she I is can totally on see that it. platform and the platform's it. lowering into the water she's, she's just going Ooh, oh oh the water and i'm like no <laughs> there is an earthquake we need to go come on we gotta go but that still stands as one of my favorite i love that memories story. because she would not break she stayed full character People are running, they're screaming, and she is just living her best life. I really love that story. I'm glad you told it because she is yes. very committed. Very, very, very committed. <laughs> Even during a natural disaster. Yeah, during a natural disaster, she She's was still not going to break full, character, no, honey. Full character. Honey, I am not mad at you for that. No. Go, girl. Yeah, she went, girl. <laughs> we went. So, All right. Yeah. La Rev. Always soaking wet. La Rev. Always, always soaking, soaking wet. wet. <laughs> they really missed an opportunity there they really did you know now that i have so much experience in market in brand marketing right you know maybe maybe the win will bring me on for their next maybe show. we can reopen it listen we'll just, it, it's yeah. time i think that was another uh, another <laughs> the, the reimagining or the the, <laughs> the reimagined of the reimagined the reboot, of the reimagined, yeah, the reboot. <laughs> the reboot reimagined um that was one thing that i thought was kind of funny uh you know when larev did close it was very devastating for the whole community i sure. think a lot of people look to larev to kind of you know, sort of lead the way sometimes yeah. as far as what was going to happen. Um, and so there was a, a, a big outcry from performers and artists and other shows, which we were so grateful for. And we were feeling it too. And one of the girls, Amber, uh, from our show posted, hey, so everyone seems really upset about this. Can we just take it back? <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's so, uh, that's so she sweet. She put it in perspective. Yeah, because there was, there was a big, you know, uh, outpouring of support for all of us when that we'll was so. Happened. Well, I'm glad that you were able to also experience that love and that support. Yeah. You know, you you know that, and that's the thing too. Is performers sometimes maybe the general audience or public doesn't realize how how reassuring that can be. You know, yeah. like so if you yeah, so if you're ever please don't ever hesitate to tell somebody that you appreciated their work because please i mean I right now we need to uplift each other yes we do we definitely need to support and we definitely need to uplift each other and i think it is different too in las vegas because you know other places like new york and la and again not saying anything bad about them but your times with certain opportunities whether it be a show or a music video are brief are always li- they're limited yes, they're brief absolutely. you know a, sh- a broadway run could be a couple a year at most, right. at maybe most, two. Sometimes, yeah. You don't know, or you know, a touring contract, sixteen months. But you know, for a lot of us at Larev, you know, I was there eight years. You know, some people had been there since the beginning, so that's sixteen years yeah. at a of show their life, yeah. of their life with, you know, the same people and mm-hmm. your dressing room and your friends, and it, so it, it really is a family. I love it, honestly, heartfelt. You know, um, love and support to everybody that was ever a part of that show. Thank you, because uh, it really was. Quite breathtaking. Thank you. That means a lot. 
Oh, of course. So, moving on. Sure. So, listen. Yes. All right. So, let's start unpacking the rest of you. <sighs> oh, gosh. So, but I, I want to touch on it briefly because um, I don't actually, I don't know the answer to this. Um, do you, I know, obviously, I know that you also are a hairstylist. Do yeah. you still do that as well? I still, so I was working in nightlife. Like, does and everything, you guys. Seriously, I does everything. like to keep busy and I have a lot of passions. It's also when you are a performer. I think you just a lot of things fascinate you. So absolutely, you, I choose to and pursue them. We're all a little ADD. Completely, yeah, totally. Um, when I, I actually sorry not to interrupt you, but I have to say it was funny. I have to tell you guys when I contacted him about doing this interview. One of the things that he wrote back to me, I think, he, and I won't get it exactly uh, the the quote perfect, but you said something like, "Where I said, you know, please, if you, you know, please come on the show." And he said, "I'd love to. I have a lot to say, or I have a lot, <laughs> I have a lot to share." I think is what you said. I, have I think a lot I to did. Share. I do. I do. I do have a lot to share. Because it was in response to my question, where I think I said, "You know, please consider, you know, sharing your your story on the yes. air." And I think yes. that was why you used that verb. <laughs> I did. I did. I was trying to be specific, but it's true. I do have a lot of passions, and I do like to pursue a lot of those passions. And the point I was trying to make was just that when you are a dancer or a performer, people are always like, "What's your plan?" be and it's like well i hated that question i hated that question always hated that question because then you're almost setting it up that like so i'm gonna fail at some point and and i don't think that everybody meant it that way of course not but listen if you're listening now let me tell you don't ask don't ask that question don't ask your performer friends what their backup plan is or what are you gonna do once you know you're done dancing yeah Yeah. i mean you can only do it till you're a certain age what what makes you think it's gonna be over yeah exactly (laughs) so which which obviously we're both sitting here unemployed so we can't really talk we can't (laughs) We can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's true. It's but true. But it's a unique situation right now. It is. Now. It's a very unique situation. Which is different. I chose to walk away from it and pursue other things. You are still, I still believe you very much will be back on stage when it reopens. So this is a different situation. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's interesting. And I think that's what this, you know, this pandemic thing, it, it does make you kind of evaluate. Um, but yes, I have always had my hands in many things because yes. Which I, I admire about you. Thank very you. much. I am very, I have a lot of passions and I like to pursue them. So I was, when we met, I was doing nightlife. You know, yes. I was doing clubs in Los Angeles and Las Vegas yep. and having a ton of fun because I was young and that's where I wanted to be. Sure. As I got older, you know, 4 a.m. is really late, you guys, and clubs are really loud. They are. <laughs> and so you start to adjust. And so um, I had gone to hair school a million years ago. Um, <laughs> While living in Boise, I heard an ad on a radio for a Paul Mitchell <laughs> hair school. And I'm like, that sounds like fun. You went to the Paul Mitchell Academy. I honey. did. Yes. It, it was um, in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> it was behind it. Walmart in Boise, Idaho. So the, the school itself didn't even get top billing on that sign. It no, was, no. It, Wal- was, it, was it was a Walgreens Walmart, or Walmart, Walmart parking lot. Which Walmart's huge in Idaho. So, yeah. you know, it was great. So I went to school there. Um, I had always had the license. Um, and so once I decided to leave nightlife, I started doing hair uh, here in Las Vegas f- uh, four or five years ago. Um, and it was something I was doing because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also basically got to charge my friends to hang out and talk to me. Perfect. Um, so that was really fun too. <laughs> and I pretty much exclusively only did Larev people and my, and my friends. Yeah, totally. Um, but it was it was it was great. Um, so that was something that I I did and I am still doing. Actually, sure. it's something that I do still enjoy. Um, when Larev did end, I thought about diving into that more full time. But it's always been something that I've enjoyed. And sure. there are other opportunities that I hadn't had a chance to pursue. And so with this all happening, I decided to jump into those and just continue to do hair uh, once in a while as a 
as needed um, by my friends and clients. So it I is something it. I still do. I love it. So, I mean, big people could reach out to you if they wanted to book an appointment. Of course. Of okay. course. I work down on uh, Sahara and Fort Apache on Thursdays. Yeah. It's just Thursdays? Just Thursdays. Okay. Noon till when I feel like I'm done. Ah! Until I get a quesadilla <laughs> over at Chipotle and go home. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. You've been over there for a while. I have. Or was there a different salon in it, the same location? It was. Okay, it was, so I remember. I, I remember. You do remember. Yeah. I worked at a, it was called Dime previously. It was called Dime, yeah, because I went there a couple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it, when it sold, um, the new owner, Crystal, who's fabulous, um, I kind of was like, hey, I'm a gift with purchase. <laughs> That's, the a whole, great, that's, every, a great, that's a great pitch. I everybody, like that. everybody else at the salon had left except for me. And I was like, You're I like, still want to work I'm here. I'm not leaving. I still <laughs> like, she was like, oh, okay. And she's fantastic. And she's been really wonderful to me. And um, okay. it's, been, it's been great that I've been able to hold on to that for all these years. I love it. So moving on. Uh, tell me, um, obviously, we're going to get there. But I know, I know that you just recently started a collaborative um, company with your hu- fabulous husband, Freddie. Yes. But I know you guys have an interesting story. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you guys even met and then obviously came to be married and then obviously became business partners. Um, I know, Correct. you know, working with a significant other can probably be a challenge, which I'm sure we can talk about that after. Yes. But I want to know how we got there. Yeah, sure. So Freddie and I met, um, I want to say, I believe it'll be about five years now. This um, at some point, again, my timing is so odd. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's been, does he ever get mad at you when you can't, when you don't remember how many years you guys have been together? Yes. He says, I don't listen, which is only half true. (laughs) Um, so, uh, Freddie and I met at, um, one night for one drop, um, Cirque du Soleil does an annual benefit. Sure. And it was the first time that they were performing at the Smith center, which is such a, Oh, which is great. Yeah. Oh, I just love the Smith center. I'm so glad that we have that here in Las Vegas because a lot of you don't know, but we weren't able, touring shows never came through Las Vegas because there was never a theater forum. There was a performing arts center, yeah. Because we had all the amazing custom theaters. custom theaters. custom theaters <laughs> for all our custom shows. Um, <laughs> so that went up. Uh, Stages that had water on them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so all, for all wet. the water shows, you could be soaking wet. <laughs> so uh, we, um, I love the story. Freddie doesn't think it's true, but we were oh, yeah, at the Smith Center. We, we were both there um, to see friends. We were invited for the dress rehearsal. Sure. And I was with uh, my good friend, Brandon, who I was living at the time. He has a fabulous farm and rescue and runs Goat Yoga Las Vegas. Plug, plug, plug. Brandon Nobles. Yes. Yes, of course. So we were there and I saw Freddie from across the room and I nudged Brandon and I said, who is that? Sure. And Brandon said, oh, don't even bother. He's married. So at the time, Freddie um, had been engaged, um, but he and his fiance had already broken up. But Freddie's kind of a private person, so nobody really knew. So when I I did see him... He was single. But you were informed. I was informed that he was engaged. (laughs) I said, I'm going to talk to him anyway. Ooh, girl. (laughs) I walked on over and we started uh, talking at the, at that time I was um, in the process of purchasing my first home. Okay. And so we kind of talked about that. Um, And I was very smitten. He was very handsome. He was very tall and he was such a good, he's a good listener. (laughs) He's a really good. But then that works because you, you know, it works. I know what you mean. He's a very good listener. Um, And he actually um, hit me up about uh, just a couple of days later on uh, Facebook Messenger. Okay. We were already friends on Facebook. Oh. We don't know. We don't know how or why. Yeah. Probably just just from a lot of mutual friends and being in the same city or whatever. You know, as we do. Cute picture. It totally happens. 
I was trying to say it a little bit more. <laughs> no, it probably totally was. We probably thought each other was cute at some point, and yeah. you know, became and just friends. friended each other. Yeah, yeah. And so we, friended each other. Yeah, yeah, we laughed about that, and um, <laughs> so we went on our uh, we went on our first date um, downtown to Velveteen Rabbit, and we just oh, talked. I love that place. I love that so place. much fun. So we just talked for hours. Uh, we shared a kiss, Aww. and then we said good night. Um, and both of us actually, with our relationship in the beginning, decided to take things slow. We just you know, um, he had just gotten obviously out of a very serious relationship and I was single at the time and both of us had kind of rushed in the past. So sure. we decided why not take our time? Had you been, do you mind if I don't mind to get too personal, but when you, you were both obviously, as you said, single, he's just getting out of a serious relationship. What was your previous relationship prior to that meeting just in length? Like, had you been single for a while or... I had been single for a couple of months. Um, okay, had, so you were ready. Yeah, okay. I was ready. I was. That's I all was I was getting at. I, did, I, okay. don't need to, I was like, I don't oh, need we to don't go. go any deeper. Perfect. No, I like that. <laughs> oh wait, unless and you want you go. No, ahead, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm done. I like. I like. We'll move forward with the Freddie story. <laughs> now I kind of want to know. What no, with the we'll other save one. that for another time. Okay, we'll unpack that later. <laughs> we'll definitely unpack that later. Um, so Freddie and I uh, <laughs> took things slow, um, sure. and it was great, and I'm really glad that we did. And on August 11th, you know, four years ago, we. After a drunken day out on Lake Mead on a boat, uh, decided to be boyfriends. Okay. Um, and then things evolved. You know, lots of things uh, happened. He eventually uh, moved in and all that stuff. And then a lot of life stuff happened for me. My dad um, became very sick very suddenly and passed very quickly. And during that time, Freddie was just such an amazing uh, support and had already purchased some tickets to surprise me for to see the Backstreet Boys. And during everything that was going on, he was like, hey, Aww. I did a thing, but I don't know if you're really up for it. And I said, no, I think it would be, it would be nice. And my dad was, you know, a big, um, he loved music. And sure. he used to always say, you know, listen to the words. And I was like, oh God, but now I'm, I'm an now adult. Now you do. You I'll, listen to every I do. Lyric, and now I yeah. tell people too when I listen to a song, I'm like, you have to listen to the words. I'm like, oh my God. Even thanks. though you said you only listen half the yes, time. That's true. No, yeah. <laughs> only half the time. I listen to half the words. Um, so I, uh, I on a kind of on a whim, sort of like, again, not to get too spiritual, but looked to the universe. I was like, hey, we're going sure. to this concert tonight. Yeah. Should I propose? And I just kept getting all these crazy signs from the universe. I kept testing it and asking if this was the right time. And it just kept saying yes. I love that. And so, and towards the end of the concert, we had, you know, managed to move to these amazing VIP seats on the stage. Nick Carter's walking towards us. I hold up a ring and he goes, oh yes. I finally have the courage and I turn to him. Freddie is on his phone. (laughs) I am holding a ring on my knee and Nick Carter's standing in front of us and Freddie's on his phone. And Nick Carter's saying, dude, look. Oh my and god. Freddie's still on his phone and Nick Carter goes, dude. And Freddie looks up and he goes, Oh my god, Nick Carter's yelling at me. And he goes, Look. <laughs> the bigger bigger thing happening. Bigger thing, bigger <laughs> thing than this. He looks and he and he just stands there and he goes, Are you serious? And I said, Yes. And he goes, Aww. Are you serious? And I said, Yes. And um and then he said yes. I love that. Yeah. And it was really cool too because it happened at the concert. So after the concert was done, we had we got flooded by all these really sweet girls and guys um that had actually taken video and pictures Perfect. and were so excited to share them with us so we actually ended up having this amazing like photography crew and yeah, incredible yeah. footage it was of this. documented honey it was completely documented <laughs> um and it turned out great and then uh we decided to get married on our august 11th anniversary of when we originally started dating 
Um, the bubble teen rabbit date? Yes. Or no, the oh, day no, when the you, day when you we were decided. at the lake and you said, let's be boyfriends. Okay, yes. got it. Yep. So we decided we'll just keep one date. We'll keep it simple. I and we that. had a couple of friends at a really cool um, little venue downtown called Sure Thing Wedding Chapel. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, followed by dinner at... Uh, Pamplemousse that's uh, right by our house on Sahara and it was just a really beautiful amazing event and now we're here living this life and COVID hit and I think that's a big challenge for a lot of relationships you okay. know, because you know I've always been a big believer in a relationship that I am me and you are you sure. and we support each other. Yeah. I don't really believe this. We complete each other. hundred percent. I, I agree with that. Yes. I really, I do like to be an independent individual. I was, I was individual. a whole person before I met you. Yeah. And now we get to support, each, now other we can support each other in our wholeness, yeah. which sounds dirty when you say <laughs> wholeness. <laughs> this interview, honey. I know. I'm sorry. I might have to click. I love it though. I might have to we click. Just bleep stuff out. I mean, I could. I don't know. I it mean, might we'll make see. it sound more scandalous. It may be. So there is a there's an option whenever I post a podcast. There is an option that I'm required. Well, you know, required, required. to um, notify them if the episode has like any like um, bad language or if it's like a it parental doesn't. advisory type icon. You know, I wonder if I'll have to hit that for the first. No, no we're just Obviously, heavily I'm suggesting. Kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> so um, I. I think this, uh, I think COVID, I think the pandemic has been a real challenge for a lot of relationships um, because you, your life and your routine is, is your individuality. You know, Absolutely. you go to the gym, you do that place for lunch, you go to work, you see your friends and when all that's gone, it's just the two of you. Sure. And in the beginning of the pandemic, it literally is just the two of you. Sure. And uh, we had to embrace that. And it was our first year of marriage. We'd only been married oh, like wow. six months. Oh, wow. So we were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. wow, this is really intense. And uh, the first two weeks were rough because it was like, how do we, I, I need to do and be me and sure. you need to do, you, you need to you and be you, be you yeah. but we have to, you know, we haven't been around, I mean, every day in, day out for so long and we made it through. I mean, we obviously had our moments and there were sometimes the, the moment that Freddie always likes to talk about, we don't fight. We just bicker like old people. It's really funny. <laughs> and we had been bickering. I mean, I want to say all day and we had gone to Costco and I think we had had an argument in Costco, which we never like bicker in public. And what we, was the argument about in Costco? I'm just I curious. don't I'm know. I'm just curious. I Please tell me it was about something dumb. Like I what, probably what? wasn't listening. <laughs> we, so we get home and honestly, we're I love it. on either side of the kitchen island. And I think at this point we might be yelling, which we don't do that either. Well, yeah, neither of you strike me as, as yellers. Not so necessarily, speak. Again, no. I know I'm not, in your, I'm not there when you know what else is there, but just your person, knowing but your personality, you're not people that yell typically. One of the main, one of the things that I love about Fred is that we have amazing communication, which I think is so important for relationships. And so we don't usually get to that point. And we had gotten to this point early on in COVID where we're bickering and we're yelling and I'm like, oh my God, we just got married. What is going to happen? And then we look at each other and we just both burst out laughing. Aww. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. That's cute. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I mean, again, I'm not married. Um, so, but I, I, I can only imagine, I, I mean, I really value my alone time throughout yes. the day. So even, even when I'm with, you know, even if I were with somebody, I would imagine I would feel the same way. I, you know, I value the time together, but I value the time apart. So I can only, again, I can only imagine because I'm not 
firsthand experiencing it right now, the the that that was a new challenge. Yes, you know and, what I mean. And For we a found, lot of people, we found that the solution to it was to create that alone time. Okay, we have you know a house where he can go in the office, okay. in the living room, and we could have because we found that that was true. We still needed our alone time. Yeah, totally. We didn't need to be around each other all the time. And sure. And we found times to walk <laughs> the dogs or do things separately. See, I'm like at that point though. I, I think I've, I've personally gone so far to the other extreme where I don't even want anything else living in here. <laughs> like, I mean, that basil plant is lucky that it's alive. <laughs> like no pets, no plants, Nothing. no people. <laughs> this is my penthouse. Yes. yes. I and love I it. feel like if I, when, when the day comes that I get married, you know, I'll have to have a similar situation where I have my own side of the house. Yeah, you will. <laughs> and, <laughs> and everyone does what works for them, but yeah. I do think there's an importance to keeping the individuality. Your individuality. Yeah, your identity. <laughs> and your space. I said to my best friend Kristen uh, the other day, um, <laughs> just side story, She somehow the subject of marriage and relationships had come up and she mentioned something to me about uh, about my, uh, my personal life. And I had said, <laughs> I remember saying to her, I said, you know, at the age I'm at now, like now that I, you know, I haven't been in a relationship where I, with anybody that I would ever consider getting married lately, you know? And I said, you know, now that just cause I'm at a point where I've, I feel like I've grown so much into, into myself. I feel like whenever that day comes, it's going to have to be a unique marriage. Like I, I need to be with somebody that only wants to be married four days a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do the sex in the city thing I need to do the like sex you've in got the your own thing. apartment oh, yep. somewhere else and you just do something. Yeah. Listen, I think we could keep this penthouse because um, this is very sustainable. Totally. And then, you know, we'll have a house together and then we could just alternate who gets to spend two or three days here. Exactly. And this could be the, your little escape. That's my little escape. I like it. So I'm just letting you all know. No. <laughs> That's what he's looking for. If anyone out there is looking for the same thing. It's hey girl. If you're looking for minor commitment <laughs> and loose, lots of fun. Loose commitment and lots of fun. <laughs> loose Oh, that's a great. I need that on. A, I need that on a T-shirt. Okay. Loose commitment. Loose lot, commitment. Okay, wait, that sounds really bad. But it does sound bad. It's bad, but it's, it's in great. a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a really great way. Loose commitment and a lot, a lot of fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like anyway, that. so go so go ahead. How did uh, obviously so, marriage life? You know, first year of marriage, dealing with the challenges of COVID. Yeah. So you figured, why not throw another log on the fire and My, go into business together <laughs> as well? So you know, if, a thing again that Freddie and I both share is that we are both very creative people. Freddie has a history. Um, in the hospitality sure. um, uh, industry. industry. Thank you. I was like, God, uh, words are hard we're, lately. Have you noticed that? Um, I think we're doing good. Okay. Okay. And we're helping so each we're, other. We're doing we're good helping on each words. Other. That's right. Yeah. I helped you with custom. This you is a reciprocal industry. situation. Yeah. I like it. Symbiotic relationship. <laughs> okay. Let's stop one-humping each other. I no, had to. I love it. I like that. So, I'm gonna, I haven't used that word in a long time. I haven't either. And it's like the one thing I remember Can from I biology. <laughs> I'm going to write that word down. Um, so, uh, Freddie worked in the hospitality industry for a long time. Um, and I've worked, you know, as a performer, he's extremely creative sure. and as am I, um, and we've always had kind of a good time, like bouncing ideas back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, and even when it comes to decorating the house, you know, we always seem to be on a similar page Nice. and I've always had a passion for interior design. Um, I never went to school for it, but I've just, it's always something that I've really enjoyed yeah. and just sort of done for myself or for my friends. I remember too, when I was a kid, my favorite thing to do, um, I lived in a house with, you know, four siblings, my parents, there was a lot going on. And so there was, you know, sometimes a lot of a mess. 
I liked to go into a room and clean it and redecorate it. And this is I like I oh have my memories I of being it. like 10 You can come or over 12. here whenever okay, you want. Just great. so you know, you have a standing invitation. If it's that's what you do for fun. <laughs> super calming for me and I really like it. Even now sometimes too, you know, Freddie will comment that I'm always kind of, you know, futzing around the house and he's like, "Just sit down." I'm like, "No, this makes me happy. Yeah. Just let me be, let me be happy. Let me be me. Let me be happy. <laughs> you don't, he's like, but I feel like I have to do things. I'm like, you don't have to do anything. This is just what I like to do. So Aww. I've always enjoyed sort of putting things together. I've sure. also really believed that I think it's unique. Our interior spaces, you know, really are the only places in the world that we actually can control. Yeah. And it's a reflection of ourselves and Absolutely. who we are. I agree with that. And I definitely think that our spaces affect us too. Mm-hmm. So it's always been a passion of mine to uh, be a part of design and have that effect. You know, for me, it's, you know, sometimes when everything is kind of, especially like right now, crazy, you find a sense of control, Absolutely. you know, and I like, you know, my and salt. And a sense of purpose. Yes. And a little bit of OCD kicks in, you know, I like my salt shaker here and my pepper <laughs> here, like, and I like everything to be very specific, but it does create a sense of order for me. Um, and so I've always really enjoyed, you know, bringing balance and design to interior spaces. Yeah. And Freddie's always really enjoyed working with, he just recently or last year graduated uh, from UNLV with a degree in landscape architecture. So it works perfect. You complement yes, each other. Completely. Perfectly, it sounds like, for this type of business. So talk to me about Frederick Alexander. So Frederick Alexander is a lifestyle design brand. Uh, yeah right I love it We're, the website is so chic too and thank I mean, you honestly, the, it's so well done you guys you have I'm, I'm gonna of course tag all of the information in the description of the episode so don't worry you will, there will be a link but oh my gosh for, for uh, it's just so chic it's so well done it's so you guys um so bravo on that and I, honestly even the photos like you have you said you didn't go to school for it but you have a, such a natural talent thank you for what you guys are doing so uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I Not wanted to. I wanted to give you that. I appreciate um, feedback. That. We worked. <laughs> we worked really hard on that website, and our logo, um, Freddie actually designed. Oh, nice! And I think it's just really cool and chic and simple. It is. Um, it, it very much is. Yeah. So our lifestyle design brand focuses on interior designs and then also uh, organic designs. Mm-hmm. Freddie does some really cool handmade. Uh, Sculptures using air plants, cement, and copper wire. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then also utilizing um, plants and things like that within an interior and exterior space that are, you know, conscious of where they are and what they're, you know, supposed to be. We tend to force a lot of unnatural things. Sure. And so we really believe in finding and working with things that are sustainable and, you know, conscious for the environment. So we bring those together into our designs and curate a lot of that sort of thing i love that i love that i I mean everything about it not only are they uh, you know um gorgeous pieces um they're environmentally friendly yeah we really try to focus i I think it's so important that we all focus on that you know we do have an impact and i think that we can have it's not that hard to try and have a positive impact you know so even just taking sustainability into account is a step in the right direction Absolutely. So we really try to do and uh, focus on that for for our designs and then our retail space that we have online as well. These are all pieces that I've either personally found or curated for the website to kind of show our 
design and taste so people have understand our aesthetic because it's it's pretty eclectic you know there's a lot of things that we do enjoy and like but these are things you know being able to give them a new home or a new purpose yeah. as far as that goes so do you have so tell me okay just to delve a little bit deeper into it what i mean what is an ideal i don't know if i want to say ideal but what what is an ideal client look like for you i mean like what what who do you see yourself servicing i'm okay <laughs> You had to go I just there. Can't not. You just can't All not. these puns this that are unintentional adult today. Episode. <laughs> so. You know what I was trying to get at, though. Yes. <laughs> like who, you know. And I'm actually really glad that you brought that up yes. because there is something that I'm trying to promote with Frederick Alexander. Something that we are trying to promote is that I actually really want design to be accessible. Perfect. I think people are intimidated by interior design. I think that's why we're choosing to go with a lifestyle design brand. We want to feel accessible and approachable. You know, it isn't just for... Sure, there are opportunities where you can work with somebody with a huge budget, but we hear a lot, oh, once I have enough money or all this sort of stuff. And it's like, sure, that is something that interior design stands for, but there is an opportunity where you can make design reachable for everybody. And we will be coming out with a promo where I actually really enjoy working with people, their spaces, and the things they already have, and kind of reconfiguring that space to make it feel fresh and new. Because a lot of people naturally gather things that they love and, and enjoy, but maybe don't know how to utilize them. Sure. Or how to arrange them. I, so I'm one of them. Yeah, see? And so, <laughs> so I get we, it. we will be doing a, um, it's going to be launched on the website hopefully next week, but we're going to be doing free 30-minute consultations. Wow where we'll do um, a FaceTime with you on the phone and I will help you rearrange a room in your house using the furniture you already have. I love that. I love that idea. So I really do want people to feel like design is within reach. I don't want people to feel like they're intimidated by it. I love that. That's a really great point. And that's not something I hear. I typically hear designers um, say, you know, because I do think that we naturally, uh, the general consumer will naturally uh, think of interior design as a luxury, and it is. And it interior is. Interior design but it is a luxury. It, uh, it doesn't mean it's. It doesn't mean that it isn't. To, yes, um, a certain budget. I'm trying to um, have, in, you know, design be more inclusive. You know, I like it because I think there is there's room for everybody. Interior design is a luxury, and it is something that you know that everyone deserves. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I'm yeah. like, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just feeling it. I was feeling it. No, that's exactly what I was trying vibe. to say. You're just filling it in for me there. So that's, that is how I feel. And that's something that we're trying to promote here with Frederick Alexander. You know, we have things in our shop that are, I would consider affordable. You know, I think we're offering services, beginning to offer services that are affordable. And for everyone, you know, we're all spending so much time at home right now. Why not feel a little bit better about it? Absolutely. You know? And why not let us help you in a way that is affordable to, you know, regardless of your budget, let us into your home for 30 minutes and let me just help you refresh a space that you have so you feel a little bit better about your living situation. I love that. So what does that exactly look like? Let's say somebody was considering hiring you or coming to you and Freddie. Um, is it... Uh, uh, is it something that they would tell you potentially can tell you I have this size of a budget and you can figure out how to make that work? Or do you have kind of standard rates that pretty much start at a certain level and go up from there? How do you, how do you typically work? So a little bit of all of that, um, Frederick Alexander, we believe that design is a curated balance between beauty and function. 
Ooh, I like that. So that's kind of our slogan. Yes. So we really try to work in a balanced aspect. I think when people come to us, you know, as I mentioned right now, uh, we're doing the promotion. There's going to be 30 minutes of free, free consultation, consultation, which is huge, you guys. Yes. And if you want to continue with that service, we're going to have a listed hourly rate sure. where it'll be a discounted price where we actually um, continue on into another room in your house. Okay. Or again, that service is specific to working with the things you already have. Okay. And then I can also give you a list of some potential things you could purchase to finish off the look. Sure. But it'll be an exclusive hourly rate that's discounted to work with what you already have so that people have access to a designer without having to feel like they need to purchase a bunch of new things or start over or pay huge commissions or anything. Exactly. Like that. And then with other projects, if there is a budget in mind or something like that, then we work off a percentage based of okay. the, of the budget of the project. And like I said, we work with all kinds of budgets, um, small and large. <laughs> and, uh, so we're, we really try to work hard to be accessible for everyone and work within what people have available. Cause we also know it's a difficult time right now. You know, sure. and I think the reason that we did start this company is because it's based in something that we love. So we actually love what we do too. Yeah, so we're yeah. not really just trying to, you know, we are trying to make a living off of it, but we're also doing it because but the we passion love it. comes first. Exactly. The passion comes first. I love that. What um, do you, I have to ask, do you have a favorite piece in your store right now? Do you have any, something that's jumping to it's mind? It's sold. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. I have this amazing side table that um, I've had for uh, your a little while. Your face lit up when oh I my God, really? I love it. Yeah. It's I, just mean, this, I can see the passion. I love it. beautiful hand carved uh, side table that I found at a sample cell a million years ago. And I, it was one of the first things we listed on the website. And I was doing this. So I do a daily promotion of one of the items in our shop. And uh, as soon as I posted it, there was lots of feedback from a lot of people. And uh, yeah, it went. And I was happy that it went to a wonderful home. And I think that's what's great too is, you know, you giving things purpose and then, you know, letting somebody find joy in something sure. simple. And I think we all benefit from a little bit of retail therapy. hundred percent. It feels good. And so we really are trying to create and find things that bring people, you know, that spark joy. So with it being a collaborative um, effort. Yes. Can you give me a little bit more insight on the two roles that you both play? Sure. Specifically, like, is there is there one more that's doing more of you know the curating as opposed to the administrative, or you know, or is it or is it pretty balanced? Um, I think it's pretty balanced. I think the again, Frederick Alexander is a passion project that we're turning into a career move. Sure. Um, and so we both naturally gravitate towards what we enjoy, and that's kind of the purpose of it. You know, Freddie does focus um, specifically on some of the organic. Um, uh, designs. plant designs and yeah. things, the more organic designs. And I do enjoy curating for the shop because I just like to shop. So, but everything that we, sorry, <laughs> everything that we do, you know, the things that I, I'm shopping for, I always, I'm texting Freddie, Hey, I found this. Sure. What do we think? You know? Sure. And when he's creating his organic designs, he's asking for my input. So I really feel like there's this really great collaboration that where we both support each other. And I mentioned this before too, before, I think before we were recording, but <laughs> every time we, you know, add to each other's project or whatever is happening, it just really elevates it. And I'm just sure. like, gosh, I never thought of that or, or what you've brought to this project just made it so much more. And I just really gives me faith in the brand and the future of this company because we do support each other and collaborate so well in a way that elevates our product. 
I love it. Perfect. I mean, it sounds great. I mean, and that's, and that is, isn't that what we all strive for in art? Is I think that, so. You know, is to have that, um, those unexpected things come through when you collaborate with yes. the right person. Definitely. So. For sure. And I'm lucky that it just happens to be my husband. I love it. You know? I love it. Well, I am very excited about it. And as I Thank said, you. I've, you know, I've been on the website and I've looked through the, the store and I am very excited. I think you're going to have a great deal of success with it. Thank you. I think, you know, you're going to come back here in a year or two and you're going to have a whole office of employees working for you. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. I just wish you both the best with Frederick Alexander. I really think it's a really wonderful and fitting um, endeavor. And Thank I think you. you're already you're off to a great start. And I think thanks. it's already just designed and so, so well thought out. Well, thanks. And like I said, you know, this company was really born from our passion and yeah. from our love of design. And I think we're just really excited to share that with people yeah. and make it. And again, really make that something that's accessible for all. I love it. I love it. All right. Yay. Yay. Well, I think. Did we touch on everything? Did we touch everything? Did we touch? We touched everything. I think we touched everything. We touched. You have to say, it, say it in your NPR voice. We touched everything. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I, I think we got through it all. Um, cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Honestly, always a thrill to see you. Always thank you. so it's much so fun. It's so nice to see you too. I'm so glad that you're back here in vegas with all of us thank you yes i'm happy to be back um and it, yeah it's funny i mean sometimes we go i think we uh, but i love i love that we go off script off of our our template or script half the time because we're just excited we totally to were just excited other. to see each other and talk about literally everything <laughs> i told you guys I, i'll just tell you guys a little bit of the behind the scenes i usually send my guests um an outline of what their episode is is going to look like um not necessarily with specific questions um per se but just an outline of what, what you know what to expect and i always and i said to him too and i was like you know but I, I said i wanted to feel like an organic conversation not just basic question and answer and i said so i said so don't be married to this template because i'm sure we're going to go off i said if the con- off. what did i write i said something about if the conversation finds itself somewhere else we'll go there yeah we'll something. go there which we did <laughs> we did and i think it was great too because we- <laughs> before we even started recording we were talking about was like we should be recording this. Yeah, I we love need it. to start recording now. I want to start doing that. Well, I just adore you, and I I think you're incredibly talented, and the city of Las Vegas is lucky to have you. Thank you. <laughs> and again, just um, wishing you and and everybody um, from the cast and crew of La Rev all the best. And um, we did love that show. We Thank everybody you. loved that show. We did too. And we are all going to be very blessed to see what comes out of Frederick Alexander. Thanks. So I can't wait. We're super excited to see where it goes too. And like I said, we're really excited to share with everybody. So follow us on Instagram. All yes, the links tell everybody will be how there. they can get in touch with you. Instagram is just at Frederick Alexander. Our website is www.frederickalexander.com. Frederick is spelled F-R-E-D-R-I-C. Nice and simple. And then everything is there. You can uh, look at our past projects, upcoming projects, and then also shop the store, which is always evolving. We're always finding. Thank you. We're always finding uh, really great new pieces. And uh, with the shop also... Most of the pieces we have are curated, vintage, or um, new, but we only have one as of right now. So get there, buy it quick uh, before it's gone. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, Come back anytime. I would love to. I would love to. We need to bring Freddie next time. I was going to say, we'll bring Freddie next time. We'll, we'll, We'll let him say his piece and see if it's... And we'll see if you listen. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. See if I listen to it. See if it. See if it lines up. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, 
but yeah, we are. We're very excited. And thank you so much for allowing me to come and talk about our company. Ani, you are always welcome. You're my, you're welcome anytime. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, show me some love and hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, have a really great weekend, girls. Yes. Yes. All hey, right. girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye.